In this special summer break episode, I talk to Phil Lowe's. Phil isn't in marketing, protection or finance, but he's a qualified personal trainer and nutritionist who's built an international fitness company helping business people stay healthy in their offices and business travellers stay healthy on the move. So this episode is lighter on business and heavier on health. Listen to Phil's 10 simple health hacks for busy business people and hear about the special free health hacks PDF he's put together especially for listeners of this podcast. That's all right here in episode 54 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hello and welcome to the Empath Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and putting me and my guests into your earphones once again. If you enjoy the show, please share it with at least one friend or colleague. The more people know about the Empath Podcast, the more the word spreads, and the easier it is for me to attract guests who can give you great business ideas and insights. This week, I take a lighter approach for my special summer episode, 10 Health Hacks for Busy Business People. So this episode might appeal to friends or colleagues from other industries. If they sit at a desk all day or travel a lot on business, then they'll enjoy these tips. So do please share. There are plenty of share buttons on the show notes pages at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. Thanks once again for sharing. So let me introduce you to Phil Lowe's. Phil is a health coach and personal trainer and owner of expatfit.com. He has a passion for health and fitness that stretches back over many years. Always active, he served with the British forces for 16 years and was instrumental in developing the physical training program for the JLC course run from RAF headquarters at Cranwell. So let's get into that interview right here on the Marketing, Protection, Finance and for one week only, Fitness Podcast. So, Phil, welcome to the Empath Podcast. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Phil, just tell me, where are you Skyping us from today? Um, I'm in um, very, very hot and sticky Shanghai over in China. Shanghai. Well, of course, everybody who's listening to the Empath Podcast today was probably going to expect you were going to say something like Sidcup or Bognor Regis there. So, <laughs> so Shanghai is a bit of a surprise to everybody. You're only the second international guest I've had on the Empath Podcast. And today, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. So, we're not going to be talking about marketing much. We're not going to be talking about protection. And we're not really going to be talking about finance. But there is a link. Phil is an old friend of mine. And Phil is a health and nutrition expert. And we're going to talk today about what people who work in financial services, indeed anybody who works in a sort of office environment, can do to improve their day-to-day health and that sort of thing. But before we get to that, Phil, 
let's find out a little bit about you and what makes you tick. So tell everyone, where did you come from? Where are you going to? What your ambitions are? And what does make Phil Lowe's tick? Yeah, I'm, I'm from the northeast of England. So I'm, I'm from a little village called Great Ayton in North Yorkshire. It sits right on the edge of the moors and uh, not too far from Middlesbrough. So I'm kind of used to the rain and the wet and, and the wind. About four years ago, when uh, when I moved out here with Sarah, my wife, with, with her role as a as a teacher, we figured that my uh, my skill set would be transferable. So it was easier for me to uh, to, to give that up. Um, I mean, I'd spent you know a large part of my early years certainly as as a, as a quantity surveyor working in construction. So finance kind of has that link to it. And then moving over here, it's uh, we've spent quite a bit of time working with working with sort of executives and and some of the guys that actually work in finance over here, because you know Shanghai is the, the financial hub of, uh, of China. I wasn't always a, a fitness enthusiast. I played a little bit of rugby, but but basically sort of spent my early years eating all the wrong foods, way too many nights out, not a lot of sleep, and um, you sort of wake up in your mid-twenties and you realize that you're, uh, you're the best part of 28 stone and they don't make trousers big enough for you anymore. <laughs> so really, it was, uh, it was a friend that dragged me along to, uh, to a step class all, all these years ago, about 2002, and, uh, and it really did change my life. We had a great instructor. It, it sort of got me into, into the whole fitness scene, if you like. Um, and then it was a, a couple of years later that a friend of mine kind of sort of cajoled me into, uh, into doing my exercise to music and, and, and teaching step. And then I realized that actually I really loved it. And I thought, well, what can I ask, else can I do? And, and then, you know, that was it sort of from there. And I did my Les Mills stuff, qualified as a personal trainer. I did advanced Pilates and recently qualified as, as a full-blown nutritionist. So it's so it's it's really kind of you know been quite a roller coaster. I now own a business, a business called Expat Fit, mainly because I'm the expat. But thanks to uh, online work and the facilities we've got now, we can actually help and, and coach people wherever they are in the world. So you know, as, as you're in Scotland and I'm in Shanghai, we can we can make that work. Ambitions-wise, I'd like to to sort of set a goal where I can sort of help around about 50 professionals a year through uh, through a couple of the programs that we run. Just basically taking you from, from where you are to, to where you'd like to be in terms of your health and fitness. And that's kind of led us to team up with with JDRF recently, um, who UK charity and the, the only ones that are actively looking for a cure for type 1 diabetes, uh, particularly in kids. So now any of the online sales we do, 10% of, of everything we actually sell goes to that. That's a, that's a really interesting background, Phil. And of course, you and I uh, met way back in 2007. I think we were doing something really quite ridiculous at the time. It was something like a 24-hour a body combat marathon. A lot of people listening to the Empath podcast might not know that this, but uh, in, in addition to all of my uh, marketing background and working for Bright Grey and Scottish Provident, I'm also a fitness instructor as well. I teach Les Mills Body Combat, Les Mills Body Balance, and also yoga. So we're just going to talk about, what is it, 10 easy lifestyle hacks that you can do to improve your day, your health, and your productivity. Is that what we're going to look at? Yeah, we're just going to go through um, just a few easy things that, that you can think about and maybe maybe apply into, uh, into your daily activities and to just to try and, and get a little bit of an edge and improve your your, your general uh, health. Because a lot of people listening to the podcast probably work in offices. They probably get up quite early in the morning, get on a train, get on a bus, get in the car, spend quite a lot of time sat down, I imagine, and uh, probably not sat down in a very comfortable position or in a very comfortable chair. So, well, let, let's get started, Phil. So let's think about hack number one. What's hack number one? Um, essentially, we, all we're going to do is talk about just improving your movement. It's one of those things, especially for, for those of us like me that, that are over 40 now, 
is that your, your general function and an ability to to move through a range of movement, you know, like simple things like picking up a pen off the floor, you know, we, we, we kind of take them for granted. But as we get older, the, the ability to, to, to run smoothly through those movements uh, starts to disappear. So one of the things you can do is to do a quick exercise on the morning. And it's as simple as just standing up where you've got a bit of space and you're going to lower yourself down to the ground until you're lying on your back. Once you're into that position, you're then going to return to it to the standing start. The goal is to try and get down to the ground and back up using the least amount of limbs possible. So, so I would be lying down on my back, legs outstretched, and I might curl up from the from the waist and from the hips. I could probably do that without any uh, any use of my hands. And then I might place my hands down at the side yeah, to, ro- exactly to, to roll up onto my ankles and then roll up through the spine to come up straight. Yeah, for me, it's something I run through sort of four or five days a week uh, literally it's it's part of my warm-up when i'm in the gym um, it, it really scares all the locals here it's fantastic <laughs> i think a lot a lot of the time people probably think that they need to do really quite complicated things so you know i've read on websites so as soon as you get up in the morning you need to do a proper full yoga workout with a sun salutation and everything or burpees and running on the spot but really what you're doing here is you're just doing a gentle movement to make sure that effectively your spine's working properly your limbs are working properly and you've got some strength in both your arms and your legs yeah absolutely i mean you know you and i know i mean who, who has time often to do that that kind of a workout first thing in the morning you know unless you get up at you know the crack of dawn then once we've got up you know we're, we're trying to sort kids out we're trying to get our head into the into the game as to what we've got to do today we've got toothbrush in one hand and <laughs> you know and trying to pack your bag with, with, with the other hand and it's it's just not practical a lot of the time. But if you can if you can literally just spend five minutes, if that, as soon as you get up, you know, it just helps warm the the body up for the rest of the day. Okay, so that's the first hack, improving your movement. Let's move on to hack number two, Phil. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about breakfast because that's always a fun one, isn't it? So uh, start your day with with some form of protein, um, you know, meaning sort of eggs or or bacon or yogurt. Or we have a tendency to to dive into the kitchen, grab cereal, grab toast, or not grab anything at all, um, other than a cup of coffee, and then dive out of the door. So, and part of the problem is that is, is to stabilize our blood sugar first thing on the morning. What that means is, is that when we get to get to that point, it's sort of 10, 11 o'clock, you know, think about the number of times you've got to that time of the day, and you've either felt hungry, or you've had a sudden energy drop, um, you've, you've had a great productive morning, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking, right, I need a coffee because I need to kind of boost myself up for the next couple of hours before you know, rolling in towards lunch. You know, and sometimes we're that absorbed in what we do that we forget about it as well. So what tends to happen is, is if we've had something like bread or, uh, or cereal that, that's kind of quite um, sugary, um, it pushes our blood sugar level up. But that only lasts for a short length of time. After that, it drops back down and sort of drops below our, our operating line. Protein and, and, and fats, kind of because they're slower to burn, that they keep us at an even level for a lot longer. So, it's particularly if you're you're somebody who's quite weight conscious, um, you the longer you can keep yourself feeling full and with good energy levels, the less likely you are to dive in there and you know and attack the muffin basket. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I think people would be quite surprised with this tip, Phil, because I, I guess in the back of most people's minds, they're thinking, oh, no, 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 bacon and eggs for breakfast. We've got to stop doing that. That's unhealthy. Um, I suppose you're talking here about grilling it and, 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 and health, cooking it healthy rather than just frying it in a load of oil. But a lot of people probably think, no, I should be eating cereal. I should be having muesli for breakfast. That's much more healthy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the thinking that we had about 30 years ago has now completely changed. Thanks to uh, greater greater finance um, in the world of research and, and sports, um, we, we've been able to actually uh, prove the point that to a large extent, most many of us put weight on because um, of a carbohydrate overdose. It's that that's actually giving us the problems. You know, so so an omelet with uh, with mushrooms and, and and maybe some onions is you know is is actually a really good start to, to your day um, because you've got essential fats in there and you've got the proteins in there and that's what the body needs. Okay, so we've done improve your movement. That was number one. Number two was start your day with protein. I'm quite impressed with that. That means that bacon and eggs are definitely back on the agenda. So let's move on to hack number three. I, I call it sort of the post lunch nap because there's been a few times when certainly in my in my, in my years gone by when I worked in the office. And I would end up um, having lunch and it would be a sandwich and I'd shove some crisps down my neck. And, you know, about half an hour to an hour after, after eating that, I'm starting to fall asleep at the desk. Yeah. Now, I know it wasn't just a night out, but it's it's that classic case again of, of we've, we've suddenly, our blood sugar levels dropped down. We've filled it up, we've filled the tank up again with, with a different form of carbohydrate and uh, our blood sugar shoots back up again. Well, the body then releases insulin so then we can, so it can deal with the transportation of uh, of the glucose, and while it's doing that, um, it doesn't want anything else to get in the way. So, so it tends to, you know, make you fall asleep. You know, you just think about those days when you know, you've had that great big Christmas dinner, you know, and everyone sat around the TV snoring. Um, <laughs> it, it's exactly it that. It is effect. absolutely right, isn't it? So, so the key to that um, is really just to. Again, maybe maybe cut back a little bit on on the amount of carbohydrate you have at lunchtime. You don't have to eliminate it. You know, instead of having a six foot long baguette, cut that down to a smaller one and put more filling in it. You know, so so it's, it's really a, a simple little things like that. You know, if you if you take your salad with you or you prepare it ahead of ahead of time, you know exactly what you're going to have there. And again, we're sticking to whole to whole foods as much as we can so so a nice salad with a load of chicken in it or something like that would be a lot better than a great big sandwich with lots of bread yeah i mean it's it's don't get me wrong it's it's never going to be as exciting as a big plate of fish and chips but um <laughs> if that's your thing you know at the end of the day if, if we want to perform better and keep a sharper mind you know during during the day when we're, when we're talking to clients and we're talking to uh, you know other colleagues then really we need to think about that Okay, so let's move on to hack number four. This this one's a a, a good old classic, and it's and it's bringing fish oil sort of back into the diet. You know, so I mean, unless we're going to eat something like salmon every day, then generally speaking, we we just don't get enough omega three fats in in our diet. The whole point of that is that we know through countless studies, and it's probably the most tested product on the market is that omega-3 fats um, help us improve brain function. Um, it lowers our risk of, uh, of cognitive uh, decline and dementia over the years, um, reduces depression, um, especially if you've got a mother-in-law like mine. Um, I'm just kidding. Lowers, lowers blood pressure, um, reduces inflammation from anything that doesn't quite agree with us, um, and also stabilize, stabilizes our, our blood triglyceride level. Essentially, what that means is, is it acts as a, as a stabilizing factor on the whole body. And if you, again, if, if you're somebody who's uh, who's susceptible to to putting a bit on a bit of weight and, and you're wanting to try and control your weight loss or you're going to the gym to do that then sort of a daily 
a daily intake of omega-3 will actually help break down the body fat. And it's it's also a, a transport for, for some of the other vitamins and minerals that we use because, you know, fats become become a major transportation for, for all our vitamins. So in terms of in terms of every day, you know, you can go to Boots and you can buy a nice big tub of, uh, of omega-3 supplements, which um, can be anything up to, I think, about 300 grams up to about, I should say 300 milligrams. That was going to be a bit big. Um, <laughs> so using a quality fish oil, that was number four. Uh, I like and, the sound of number five. Tell us what number five is, Phil. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I use the title of Bring Me Sunshine because I think I was drifting back into uh, into Morecambe and Wise days. Um, I don't think we'll try and do an impersonation of that, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think it works. Like, no. Works like <laughs> there's, a, there's a quite a frightening statistic from the International Osteoporosis Foundation. Um, and it's particularly in the UK, and it shows that one in two women and one in five men who are sort of post-45 years old are likely to suffer breaks at some point in their life due to osteoporosis. Um, and this is a little bit a little bit sad when you consider that, that we're actually in a position to do something about it. Yeah. Um, but we have to take that on ourselves. Now, vitamin D is the key here. And we you know we all know that sort of you know, standing out into the sunshine and you know lift the, the body's vitamin D level. And I was actually quite surprised to learn that that actually in terms of uh, in terms of actually getting vitamin D from the sun, those those of us in, in the UK are, are limited to actually only two months of the year. So really, unless unless we're out in the sun every day, or we actually get sun to start with, it's not been like that in June and July this year, Phil. I'm looking out of the window across to the Pentland Hills near in, in Edinburgh, and the the sky is black and it's absolutely sheeting with rain. And this is July the 22nd. It really just has been a dreadful summer. So the sun in Scotland this year just hasn't shown its face at all. As you say, we always make a joke of it, but it's, it's a fact that, that um, we we just don't get a lot of sunshine in the UK that's actually uh, useful to us in terms of in terms of vitamin D. So so we really need to um, to turn to a, to a supplement. And and I mean I, I use vitamin D all the time now. It's worth having a look on the label because there's vitamin D2 and there's vitamin D3 um, as a supplement. D2 is pretty useless because the body just doesn't quite absorb it properly. Right. Um, the good news is that, that certainly boots their, their supplements are all D3. And of course, um, a bit of weight training as well, if you can do that, will help increase bone density, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be... Um, anything major I mean it's just you you, you do yoga and um, it's all about putting the body under pressure the more pressure you put on the bones the stronger they'll be the longer they'll last and of course we're starting to talk a little bit about exercise now so moving on to hack number six this is where we talk about daily exercise isn't it yeah and it's it's just something simple. Just just get out and walk if if you can. You know, again, it doesn't have to be a full on hour and a half session in the gym where you sort of beat yourself into into the floor. It is literally just getting out there and making the body move. The ideal thing would be at lunchtime. You finish your lunch if you've got calls to make. Go and walk around the outside of the office or inside of training. Um, just just find somewhere to walk while you make your calls. You know, and you can sort of kill two birds with with one stone. Um, I used to do that quite quite regularly. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but Certainly, um, I find if I have to make a phone call, I'm actually on my game a little bit more if I'm actually on my feet and walking. There's something really
really strange about that, isn't it? I absolutely agree with you. I find that when I'm on the phone, especially a mobile, I have to be moving. Even if I'm in the house, in the office, in my home office now, I tend to prowl around the house. It's useful if there's nobody else in, because if there's somebody in, they get a bit freaked out about it. But when I was working in, in Edinburgh in the office, I would always make a point of going out and walking around. I had a bit of a circuit around St. Andrew's Square and along Prince's Street and through the gardens. It would take about 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked with a client at the minute. And he's, uh, he actually has one of those um, standing desks. Oh, right, he, yeah. You know, where he's got no chair whatsoever. He just stands there and he does everything on his feet. And he said it, it improves his productivity, he reckons, by about 50%. Now, I'm not quite there myself, but uh, but I can certainly see the, the benefit from it. And, of course, a lot of clubs these days are running half-hour-long classes in lunchtime to fit in with this sort of market. We're, we're hearing a lot about um, HIIT, that's uh, high impact interval training classes uh, at the moment. So you can go out for half an hour, get totally and utterly sweaty and really quite hyped up and, and that will that will do quite a lot. Now that's probably at the, the top end of the scale that you're talking about here. But even that half hour of just walking around is, is better than just going out, getting a sandwich, going back to your desk, sitting there and scoffing it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so the more we, we put the body under pressure, and, and again, things like power yoga fit into, into that category. You know, we don't have to train like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We can, we can just go a nice, rapid, efficient weight routine. You're done, you're dusted, and you're gone. You know, so to me, that's, that's just, you know, it, it's a great way to do it. You know, we don't have to waste a lot of time faffing about. We can just go get the job done and, uh, and move on. Okay, so we've got exercise nailed. Moving on to hack number seven. Water, water everywhere, I, I believe, is the uh, seventh tip yes. you've got for us today. I mean, you know, despite the amount of sort of advertising and, and, and press it gets, um, you'd be amazed how many people are still dehydrated. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I'm running a session or something like that, one of the first questions I ask is, how much water have you drank today? And it's not unusual to get the response of what do you mean by that? You know, I thought, well, that's better than asking what's water. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah. but we do, we, we do, we, we forget, we're busy. We, we just, we just plow through the work we need to do because we're, we're focused. And, you know, and certainly my, my experience with entrepreneurs and, and, and professionals is, is that everything else kind of falls out the way. But one of the things that, you know, that you can do is to make, life a little bit easier and to make sure you get enough uh, enough water into the body is literally to have that mug or that water bottle on your desk and just have it so you can see it all the time because then you can just take a mouthful as you get through your, your work and in many cases I actually got to a point where I was doing a bit of a bit of an experiment where I'd actually set like that, that alarm on your watch that goes off every hour and drives you nuts oh yeah <laughs> uh, I would do that so that every hour when it went off I'd get up I'd go and fill my water bottle up even if I hadn't emptied it but it made me get up and move from the desk so it's it's one of those things that you know, you can do that kind of little little task and help you stay on top of your hydration as you go through the day. And of course, if we drink a lot of coffee, whilst that's liquid and we we think we're getting uh, liquid into our body, it's actually a diuretic, isn't it? So that actually makes us de- more dehydrated. Yeah, and, and and tea actually falls into the same category to mm. some degree. Yes, we water water can be a bit boring. So um, what you can do is is especially if if. if um, if you like your fruit and things like that, is is, is kind of you know put up a bit of lemon and uh, and, and throw that into the into the water bottle, um, and it makes it a damn sight more interesting. Like likewise, another quick tip: if you if you're going to uh, if you're going to the gym and what you're going to do some exercise, um, instead of you know getting grabbing a bottle of of, of Lucasade Sport or something like that, a bottle of water, pinch of sea salt, 
and uh, uh, you know a few slices of lemon and, and that's what you might have. Okay, so we're getting towards the end of the 10 hacks now. We've just got three more to go. So number eight, Phil. Relaxation and, and dare I say it, meditation. In my mind, whenever I say meditation, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of sitting cross-legged on a, on, on a floor, humming away. With a joss stick burning in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think... I think in my case, people were suddenly, you know, I think I suddenly looked a bit too much like Buddha and probably trying to shave my head. <laughs> but it is, it is quite important. Before you go to bed, about 30 minutes beforehand, switch off your phone, switch off your iPad, get away from your computer and your TV, because the, the, the screens themselves often make the brain trigger and makes it think it's still daylight. So we're not getting into that natural, you know, sort of circadian rhythm, which sort of prepares us you know, for our night's sleep. Maybe that's the, that's the time when, when you can chat with, the, with you know, you know, your other half or members of the family. Uh, but you can listen to music, you can read books. If heavy metal's your thing, that's probably maybe not what you need to, <laughs> to switch off to, but, you know, each to their own. You know, and it just helps you take the pace out and uh, sort of power down before you go. Which sort of brings us into hack number nine, which is actually better sleep and better recovery. So tell us about that one. It, it sounds a bit obvious, but we sometimes forget that that sleep is is where the magic happens when um, when we exercise, you know, when we when we're trying to lose weight or we're trying to you know improve our uh, our bodily function, you know, in terms of movement, all these things. When you know our time spent in the gym, it, it's sleep where where the body repairs itself, and and if we we sort of steal our our body from you know from getting enough sleep, then then we don't get the results that that really we're trying to achieve. You know, if if you think about the number of times where you've, and I'm notorious for it myself, where, as you say, you, you get into um, reading a book or your your head's in 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 work mode because you know I'm, I'm terrible for not switching off. Before you know it, it's one o'clock in the morning, and you know you're getting up at five because you've got a train to catch or, or something of that nature. Um, by the time you've switched off and shut down and got up again, you you're really not going to perform the next day, you know, mentally or, or or physically to your best, even though you think, yes, I'm on top of my game. Etc. Etc. You're actually not quite as good as you could be. Um, so you really need to be aiming for for about six to eight hours if you can. Other little things you can do is is to make sure that your your rooms are ambient temperature. You know, so it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Twenty twenty two degrees ish and there seems to be the the quoted number a lot of the time. You know, and and make sure you've got a decent mattress. I mean, I know it sounds really silly, but um, I mean, my grandmother always said to me that. You know, when it comes to mattress, when it comes to your bed and your shoes, um, you know, don't don't skimp on it because you'll spend most of your life in one or the other. <laughs> it's very and, true. And she, yeah, she was right, bless her. You know, but what we forget is is that is that quality sleep um, reduces the amount of stress we're under. Um, it reduces the amount of cortisol that floats around the body. Um, this is especially true in terms of the ladies. And if we can reduce the amount of cortisol we've got, we're going to reduce the the potential for uh, things like cancer at a later date, you know, and, and other nasties like that, and and especially as you say, again, if, if weight loss is is a, a goal of yours, um, then the less cortisol you've got in the body, the better, because um, the body will will start to shift that uh, that weight. And we're finally at number ten, Phil. So, what is your tenth life hack? Be consistent. You know, plan ahead. You know, maybe spend your Sunday looking at how the week's going to go. And even if you're not sure how you're going to be meetings, etc., but plan ahead, get all your ducks in a, in a, in a line, make sure you, you know what you're going to do for food, you know what you're going to do for exercise, and, and just, 
and, and just go with it. Um, yes, things are going to go wrong for time from time to time. You know, sort of don't sweat it. You know, you, your diet's never over because you've had one bad day. So just be consistent. So effectively, what you could do is you could put together in the same way as you'd have a, a meeting calendar in your Outlook or whatever telling you you've got a planning meeting at 9 a.m. and you've got a sales meeting at 10 a.m. You're effectively mm-hmm. saying, I've got to put half an hour here for some relaxation and meditation. I'm going to put my half hour here every day to have a walk around Edinburgh or walk around Bristol or walk around Shanghai or wherever it, where it is you are and effectively come up with a, with, a, with a health calendar as well as a business calendar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know yourself that... You know, chances are, if you don't, if you don't log it into your calendar or into your diary, then you're not going to do it. No. You know, so get it booked in, set your time aside, because, you know, we, we're that busy looking after our family and our clients, and we forget to look after ourselves. So, you know, if we can look after ourselves, everything else takes care of itself. Phil, it's been fascinating to talk through these uh, these 10 hacks that you've provided for us today. And, and actually, we've got a bit of a bonus for listeners of the Empath podcast because Phil's very kindly put together a PDF on this very subject. So you can actually download a copy of Phil's 10 health hacks free from the um, Empath website. And you can find that rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. And just to summarize the 10 hacks, are number one improve your movement number two start your day off with protein don't forget the bacon and eggs the, the third one is to try and cut out that post lunch nap or the need or the feel of the need for a post lunch nap number four use a quality fish oil number five bring me sunshine vitamin d or at least if it's sunny get yourself out and get the sun on your face number six exercise daily the half hour walk around the block get yourself to a hit class do a bit of yoga do something in the the morning number seven water water everywhere number eight a little bit of relaxation and meditation number nine promote better sleep and better recovery and number 10 stay consistent plan your health diary in advance just in the same way as you would plan your business diary so phil thanks for coming on the empath podcast to talk about these um, 10 hacks thanks for putting together the pdf which people can download for free before we go i always like to finish the podcast off with the quick fire business questions so here we go if there was one thing that you could change about the financial services industry, now I know you don't work in the financial services industry, so I'm thinking that you might approach this from the point of view of being a customer of the financial services industry. What would be the one thing that you would change if somebody gave you a magic wand to wave? I think you talk allude to it quite a lot, and I know Ryan did when, uh, in, in the last podcast uh, that you did, and it's just simplicity. There's so much jargon out there that there's a... As a, as a non sort of you know finance expert, I, I just get completely lost in it. You know, I, all I want someone to do is to say to me very simply, "This product does this. This product does that." Um, and you can be as technical as you like um, on the side, but just give me it in simple in simple terms so I can make a, 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 an accurate decision on what's going to work for me. What's the one business model or a product or a campaign that's caught your attention in the last year? Um, it actually has to be a, a business model that was sort of taught to me by um, uh, the marketing mentor I have called Paul Mort, um, who's an interesting character at the best of times. I'm very much focused on simplicity. I like simple, I like straightforward because it means that uh, you know, there's less things to go wrong. Um, and it was basically down to uh, the Facebook campaign that, that, that I'm running currently. And it's just, it's just a real simple sales funnel of, of putting the advert in front of people, bringing them onto a squeeze page, you know, moving them then onto, onto your email list, and then just supplying great content. You know, you've said that time and time again, great content, 
and then there's the opportunity there for people to work with you whenever they, they're ready. So some people do quite quickly, um, other people take a, take a bit longer, but it's simple and it works. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to have a separate podcast about Facebook advertising, so I've been using that recently and it really does work. Phil, tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your working life. I, I was thinking initially about the Fitbit and I think everybody, you know, it's, it's kind of hit Fitbit fever at the minute because <laughs> they're measuring steps and you know, and how many floors you've done and how many calories you've burnt. And, but I'm actually going to go with a bit more low tech. Um, I actually use something called the Gym Boss. Okay. Um, GYM and then Boss on the end of that. And you can buy it as a separate piece of kit, or you can actually download the app onto your onto your, uh, your phone. And what it does is it's an interval timer, so you can set um, any time you, you you want for as many rounds as you want. So it's it's just very simple. So if you're doing if you're doing sort of interval based workouts, or um, you go right, I'm going to see how many push-ups I can do you know in 30 seconds, and then I'm going to rest for 10 seconds, and I'm going to do it again. Then you just set it up and you just press go and it just beeps um, whenever the time moves on. Um, and it's it, it's so accurate, I use it all the time. And um, and the other one I have to mention is the uh, the TRX suspension system, or the T-Rex is my son. <laughs> T-Rex, <it>. yeah. <laughs> and um, if you're somebody that travels everywhere and, and you really you know, you want to keep on top of your workouts, the TRX is, 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 an, is an awesome piece of kit and you can attach it to doors, trees, any, anything that's, that's kind of around you. And it works a little bit like a set of Olympic rings, in the sense that your body is the resistance and you just adjust accordingly. It's easy to use, even I can use it, and that has to be, uh, I think, a key piece of kit that makes a difference. What's the best business book you've ever read, Phil? Tell us what you took from it. Oh, you're pushing it now. Um, <laughs> there's, there's way too many, you know, and I, I think my Kindle's overflowing at the minute. I, I love biographies, but um, there's one that I've read recently, and it's, it's called The Good Psychopath's Guide to Success. <laughs> <laughs> um, by yeah, by Kevin Dutton and Andy McNabb of, of Bravo Two Zero fame. Um, as someone that sort of spent a little bit of time in the military, it's um, I quite like the jargon. And um, but the book's really straightforward. It's really quite humorous, uh, and it talks about you know using your your skill set and developing your skill sets when dealing with different situations. Um, so you can get the best out of it. It certainly helped me with the challenges that, that I've had through the business, you know, and I'm a bit more relaxed, I think, because of it. So it's, if you want something a little lighthearted, I'd go with that. If there was one person that you would like to see me interview on the Empath Podcast, who would that be? Oh, I've got to agree with us that we're going from last week and uh, from postcard planning. And let's, let's get Branson on. Yeah, um, an- an- another you know. vote for Branson. <laughs> Finally, Phil, I think people might want to get in touch with you. Now, I know that the, your contact details will be in the PDF, which people can download for free from rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. But just tell everyone, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? We're, we're on Facebook, obviously, as, as just as, as Expat Fit. You can get us on Twitter at um, expat underscore fitness. The easiest way is probably email, and that's just phil at expat-fit.com. You know, don't be don't be frightened to reach out and, and ask a few questions if, uh, if you need a hand with something. We're always always after ideas where we can write the blogs with and you know and we help everyone all over the world but you know we've it, all the information you need is, is on that download get a little bit of a blatant plug for me but it's it's all there just uh, just download it and ask away we're here to help Thanks, Phil, so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for waiting up quite late so that we could accommodate the time difference between Edinburgh and Shanghai. Let me wish you every success for the future, and I hope to see you again soon. 
probably in Shanghai, to be honest, because it's going to be a hell of a lot sunnier there than it is here in Edinburgh. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thanks for having us on, and uh, you know, it's been great to catch up with you again. For listening to the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.